It's the end of 18 rated fucking month. What the fuck are you, you talking can't. about? It is the third week of four Is it the weeks. end? Oh, sorry. <laughs> no, it's not the end. Sorry. My only friend. Not the end. Mm. I'm not Jim Morrison. Don't give me no heroin. Welcome to the podcast. My name is Andrew Jones. I am a songwriter. Anything else? Just say the other thing, no? Because... This is uncomfortable. I'm basically the weird no, Al say, Yankovic say, say, say the right word. Cut, cut. Is it the C word? <laughs> it is the C word. Cinephile, I'm a cinephile. Right. I'm Johnny Ellis, I'm Movie Man. Are you Movie Man? I am Movie Man. That's the name of the podcast, what a convenient time. Indeed. <laughs> this month we are celebrating the BBFC's change of logos. <laughs> so like... <laughs> I don't think you planned that. I didn't plan it. It happened <laughs> in a natural environment. But you wrote to the BBFC when you think and made about them it, it was two thousand and three when the last change happened. Oh right. That was when we had the, the ones that I like. Okay. And now it's twenty nineteen through twenty twenty when we have the rollout of the new ones. So right. we had sixteen years with the old logos. And I remember the first time I saw the new the old logos onto yeah. a DVD. It was uh, in Blockbuster. Yeah. They had Belleville Rendezvous. Right. Did you like the, the, the new Chamonix. logos back then? I loved them. I thought they were... Because yeah. I found uh, the 18 especially very dark. Yeah. I like the brightness, of, as you can see over there, of the 18 yeah. rated ones here. I think they're brighter and more and interesting. And the, the background of the BBFC. BBFC I love the BBFC BBFC. thing yeah. there. Yeah, I like actual background. I like information. I like yeah. a lot of information. But interestingly, the blockbuster version of Belleville Rendezvous was rated 12A on DVD. Huh. Yeah. Now, of course, 12A was never a DVD rating. It was only for cinemas. Because yeah. how can you monitor that? Strange. It was very strange, but there were rental copies specifically given 12A. Mm-hmm. But when the DVD came out a year later on DVD, mm. in HMV and places, it was a simple 12. But it was very particularly bizarre. Uh, yeah, that, that makes... First time. I think, I think that was 12, my first time. 12A is a... Let's say about your first time. <laughs> 12A is a, uh, a rental copy. Yes. Like, yeah, it's, yeah, it's used often on rental copies. It was yeah. used. Not anymore. Um, what do you rent these days? Movies digitally. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. a shame. Um, I drove past two different old blockbusters I used to go to in the last day. It's been yeah. very miserable. Oh, Miracle um, Workers is starting. That was a disappointing show. This week is a film that I mentioned before we even began doing the podcast. Mm. And we were talking about... Well, shouldn't we do a podcast where you know I'll introduce you, you you'll introduce me to films and shit. Yep. And you. Hey, asking, I wonder what happened to that idea. <laughs> and you were asking what films, and one of the first ones I came up with was this because Chris Hewitt had been as often speaks about it. Yes, he does on his podcast. I'm glad we get into Chris Hewitt now. And because Chris, I've, if you're listening, hi, <laughs> it's me, Andrew, um, your friend. So I've um since he mentioned since it's the first time I heard him mention it on the podcast. Yeah. I've been thinking I should really give that a watch. Mm-hmm. And then I've held off for 3 years now, is it? <laughs> Close to 4. Close to 4 years. Mm-hmm. And finally, we're getting around to it. Yeah. This is a film that I I like I love the director's other work for. Right. But I was this was what not one on my radar until Q would tweet about it back in the early days of Twitter. Right. I was like this underrated little sci-fi horror. Does Hewitt get money for this? <laughs> I I think maybe he is back end. Yeah. Oh, well, I think we know he loves a bit of back end. Have you seen that man? Badonka donk. <laughs> <laughs> um. 
Now, see, he's he's spoken about it so many times, and I am a regular listener to the podcast before they started charging. Um, and um, yeah, and I still don't really know what is, what Event Horizon is. about. Wait, it's called Event Horizon. Do you yeah. know what an Event Horizon is? Uh, an event that's on the horizon. Right. Yeah. Space travel. All right. It's when you push so far I, yeah, beyond the boundaries of what is, what is understood in the universe. Sci-fi space travel. I feel like aliens are involved somehow, but I'm not too sure. I. I. Oh right, aliens. Not like the concept. Not like a xenomorph. No, no. Right. No. So I, I just had the idea. Of, it's kind of like Paul Riser comes in. He's like, "Hey, have we got other people we can no, take on I've, this journey?" Now? I've got a very um, close encounters vibe when I think about it. Right. So, Remember, Close Encounters was a PG. Yeah. This is 18 rated month. Not that kind of vibe. Because this like, contains not, strong language, violence, and gory scenes. Just a vibe of Close Encounters in the sense of how in they space. how they uh, interact with the aliens and stuff. like Methodical arrival style, yeah, yeah. examining, learning. Exactly, yes. Not like, rah, we're going to kill. Yeah. It's immediately uh, try and discourse and science, science the shit out of it. Exactly. So more... I love More close encounters, less Starship Troopers, is what I'm trying to say. I mean, if you want to say how not to get me excited, (laughs) you you invoke Starship Troopers as not what it is. (laughs) Do you like Starship Troopers? I love Starship Troopers. The thing about Starship Troopers is, it's got action. Would you like to know more? It's got... End the bit. Great. Great end bit. Perfect. Um, It's got Neil Patrick Harris, and we all know what Neil Patrick Harris is like. This has got... Uh, Jason Isaacs, who I feel like we should say hello to. Who? Jason Isaacs. Why would you want to say? I don't know. I just hello like... or hi or well, Phil Common. <laughs> I don't know. Just he's just feels, a fan. Feels right. Hey, do you know what? Death of Stalin. Yeah, great, great yeah. film. He's great in that. Lucius Malfoy. It's really good. I have watched those films. I don't recall much of it. No, you clearly don't, because I made a basilisk. Uh, I, reference last week during during Eastern the watching of Eastern Promises I looked at you because there was a diary you, involved in the film and I you, said you waited for like a minute like do you get it do you get it I said we need to get a basilisk fan to um, to destroy the diary which any self-respecting member of get a couple of girls take them to the peach tree dance <laughs> said cut a couple of girls take them to the peach tree dance I don't know what that is there'll be blood oh, I've, when he's working out if he's got years. his uh, half brother Right. He's like, get a couple of girls, take them to Peach Trance. He's like, the Peach Trance, you know the Peach Trance. Any, um, any self-respecting human being would know what I meant know when that I said there'll basilisk. Would know that there'll be blood. Basilisk uh, fang would know what a basilisk fang is. Um, Even now, it feels like you're talking another language. Oh, fucking muggles. Um, I know that's a hate word. <laughs> no, muggle isn't a hate word. Mudblood is a hate word. That doesn't sit as badly. Huh? That doesn't seem really? badly, no. Mudblood is, like, really cool. Muggle. It's got the grr. The grr. <laughs> it just sends a... It's, it, it, it's, it, it's I just like a had a... Stop in your throat. It's, it's like a punch. I just had Dwight in my ear um, from the office of... Uh, R is one of the most menacing letters. That's why they call it murder and not muckduck. <laughs> 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 not a bad show it's so i tell good. you it'll be nice what i feel like they did the show right yeah and we don't need they can rerun the show i feel like we should have an english version mm. that'd be a good idea be good if they did a podcast where they go over each up ep- each week 
Each each episode. Oh, what like um, would you say a couple of the masculine cast members? John Krasinski, <laughs> he's uh, you know from the Quiet Place. He's very good at the technical details. Yeah. Steve Carell's very good at the comedy details, and I say uh, B J Novak is very good at being. And he's a writer. Exactly, yeah. he was there. Yeah, he was in the room where it happened. He was in the room where it happened. The room where it happened. The room where it happened. He's like John Bolton, <laughs> but um, Bolton's brother. <laughs> Yeah, um, if only they could do that. What would you call that podcast, though? Um, Warehouse Boys? Supplies! Oh! <laughs> invoking my favourite joke of all time. Bless you. Because it was because Valentine's last week, so I thought it would be nice. You you were nice to me last week. So. Was I? Yeah, you, you said Johnny Cash was better than Elvis. I don't know that. I must have been drunk. Oh. <laughs> no, of course Elvis is better. Which wow. one? Which, <laughs> hey, 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 hold on a second. Which country musician had a whole... Cunt, cunt, did you say country musician? Had an entire museum dedicated to them that Rosario Dawson operates in Zo- yeah, Zombieland. Yeah, which cunt did have that? In Zombieland which Double utter, Tap. Which other cunt did have that? Which which great musical artist... Which Hollywoodized... Does Woody Harrelson adore <laughs> in Zombieland Double Tap, everyone's favourite film of last year, in which the Columbia logo... The Statue of Liberty herself fights some zombies right at the start of the film. <laughs> right at the start of the film. Such a shame. What a great picture. I remember watching that. Every shot of it is basically done on a soundstage. I remember watching that and thinking to myself, just I remember remembering when I went to Graceland and the entire time walking through Graceland going, this would be so much more interesting if it was a Johnny Cash themed place instead of a fucking Elvis themed place. What about Waylon Jennings? What about Wayne and Genetics? Why is he not in the mix for conversation? Why would... I mean, I, I don't hate the man. Joseph um, Hazard, baby. Yeah? Okay. Isn't that more valuable than anything that any of those two have done? No, really, honestly. See, the Dukes of Hazard were some good old boys. I feel like... They were never meaning no harm. I feel like you really need to watch Walk the Line again. I would never... So this week we're doing Walk the Line, the R-rated version of Walk the Line. I'm sorry, the two and a half hour cut is R-rated? Yeah. How come? Because uh, he he says cunt every second word. I can't walk cunt the cunt line. That does sound like Whacking Phoenix. Yep. Yep. What does Reese do? Reese... Uh, is she producing like five films as she's going Walks on? around bare naked. And she sets like, up like the bare naked ladies. <gasps> yeah. Oh, if I had a million dollars, I would watch that film. <laughs> um, Event Horizon. I'm looking forward... Now, last week... No, we at what a... point do they serve her the chickadee china? Chinese chicken. Because <laughs> they have the drumstick, right? The thing is, their brains stop ticking. Which involves them, the requirement to watch X-Files. No, no, no. No, not just normally. With the lights on. With Don LeMaison. I they said... Hope, they pray that the smoke man's in this one. I said Bare Naked Ladies and I had like no Harrison idea. Like, Ford, I knew the name, but I had no idea... They're getting frantic. ...who the Bare Naked but Ladies are. I just like need a name. Sting. It's a funny name. Tantric. It fit with the joke, Bare Naked Ladies. So, I let you... Run with that because I don't know any more. I don't know any more about bare naked ladies apart from the fact that they're called bare naked ladies. Well, the whole universe was in a cold, wet state. Then, oh my god, are they the ones that did that? Go expansion started. Wait, (laughs) (laughs) that was so good. That was really good. That was done very good. Well done. 
Thank you. Well done. Come see me at the Fringe one day, maybe. <laughs> Performing songs as you should never hear them. Um, now, last week we watched uh, Eastern Promises, Ooh. and I thought it was going to be a two and a half hour movie. It turned out to be a 90 minute movie. 93 maybe? Push um, this time I we're watching Event Horizon. I'm expecting an 80, 90 minute tops, but it's actually 73, is it? No, 96. This is 96 minutes. 96, all right. So, the yeah. full cut. Yep. The one that, um, you know, people were like, you can't put this out in the cinemas, I'm a ghost. So I think it's going to start on a spaceship, and mm. we're not going to be on Earth at all. Right. Shall I tell you the two leads of this film? Or the two credited yeah. above title leads? Didn't realise. Yep. Right. Above the title, you have Lawrence Fishburne, who could have been... Pul- not aware of that. Could have been in Pulp Fiction. Yep. And his turning down Pulp Fiction meant he did not get to be in Die Hard with a Vengeance. As we all know, the podcast from Tarantino. For Event Horizon? No. All right. No, he just didn't want to do supporting roles, which is why he turned oh. down Pulp Fiction, which is why he didn't get Die Hard with a Vengeance. Right. You'll, when you listen to that podcast, you'll yep. get it why Tarantino goes into the doors. And Sam the Man Neil. Sam Neil, I understand. Um, of course you understand. Yeah. Sam Neil's wonderful. Even with your dodgy accent. He hasn't got a dodgy accent. He's got two paddocks. <laughs> Does, doesn't That's he? what you have to understand. He's got two paddocks and he loves a duck. You know, he follows me on his, on Twitter. Oh, uh, he follows everyone on Twitter. That's no, he just thing. follows me. I'm pretty sure I'm oh, the only person I I'm follows. sorry, I'm thinking of Tay Diggs. <laughs> um, yeah. I love it when people when I'm talking to people, I'm like, Oh, some Neil followed me on Twitter. And it's like, yeah, he fucking follows everyone. Yeah. Oh, Edward James Olmos. How exciting. Um, Who's the guy who did uh, Upgrade? Upgrade, Lee Wanner. Yeah, he he follows my sister on Twitter. He it's used to follow me, and that. he stopped following me. Yeah, rude. Yeah, well, I did say Insidious was a bulb. Scott, <laughs> big part of shit. <laughs> Scott Weinberg used to follow me, but he stopped. Don't really? Know why. Yeah. Oh, Scott's Don't a friend. Know. Yeah, he's a nice guy. Oh, have a word with him. I will. Yeah. I'll say you're a complete out of cannon. You should <laughs> be right to unfollow this wanker. Well, I mean, you are a wanker. Valentine's Day was fun. What I do in my spare time? <laughs> it wasn't a spare. It was a strike, baby. <laughs> you went for a turkey. And Jesus rolls. Um, do you think I'm going to like Inventor Horizon? I think I've built it If you're it not going to like it, I've got a uh, signed affidavit that you can send to Chris Hewitt saying <laughs> he can go fuck himself. Okay. With love, Chris. We love you. I do. I do I love think Chris. Chris yeah. is one of the most wonderful people um, I've ever met. Yeah. He is a uh, deranged he's given me. He's given me many hours of uh, enjoyment. This was before Valentine's Day. Mm-hmm. I was thinking of you the entire time. No, you weren't. No, I wasn't. No, sorry, the hedgehog came out. <laughs> Who knew he was gay? <laughs> Amy. We know that much. <laughs> Amy the hedgehog was like, why not? I think Miles might have had a bit of a suspicion. Wait, are these actual characters? Miles Prower. Miles AKA Prower. Tails. Amy? Amy the hedgehog. The pink hedgehog. Really? She's a teenage girl who's always piling after Sonic. <laughs> I'm not making it up. <laughs> but Knuckles the Echidna. Oh my god. I'm so sad that I think it's only going to be Sonic in. Uh, we've seen the film by now. But as of yeah. recording, I think it's only Sonic. Because none of the trainers have shown anyone else and they've got nothing else. And I was like, I was so hyped for seeing Sonic and Tails and maybe a bit of Knuckles. I think they must. Because you know me, I love my bit of Knuckles. They've, they've got to put Knuckles in like the post credits. Post credits, I yeah. think it might be sh- uh, Shadow. Oh, I think it might that would make that. sense, yeah. Because the last half hour, you know, he's going to get to Hypersonic. Right. Super hype, whatever they call it when they hit. <laughs> I didn't know how. I I know we we've, we've spoken about this before, but I I forget just how 
dense the Sonic world is until you oh, talk about Oh, babe, let's talk about Big the Cat. Froggy! Where's Froggy? He's a giant cat who has a little pet frog he loves so much. Right. And loves to go fishing. I just love to go fishing. Where's Froggy? I'm, um, I'm in uh, Zelda mode at the moment. That's I've all I'm never playing. much... I've played the Wind Waker. I've never, Wind Waker's fun. never played a Zelda game, but I've started playing um, Breath of the Wild. And now, it's, it's is Froggy in Breath of the Wild? No. I can tell someone who wants to find Froggy. Is my friend Big the Cat? Where's Froggy? You're the Wind Waker. Event Horizon. Infinite... What? Infinite Space. Infinite Space. Infinite, Infinite Terror. Terror. So is it going to be a, an all-out horror movie? I mean, it's also space. Hmm. In space, no one can hear you scream. Yeah, but in the cinema. But we're not in the cinema. Where are we? In space. We're in the event horizon, baby. In f- You're in the event horizon, baby! Bring it to your shed on the knees, knees! Shall we give it a try? Okay. Sorry, Axel Rose, you can fuck off now. <laughs> This morning, TDRS picked up an automated navigation beacon broadcasting at two-minute intervals in Neptune orbit. This is incredible. It's the event horizon. She's come back. The event horizon was the culmination of a secret government project to create a spacecraft capable of faster-than-light flight. The ship doesn't really go faster than light. What it does is it creates a dimensional gateway that allows it to jump instantaneously from one point of the universe to another light years away. Where has she been for the last seven years, Doctor? That's what we're here to find out. After seven years in deep space... There were 18 people on board this ship when it disappeared. I want them all accounted for. Opening outer door. It came back abandoned. Any crew? Negative. This place is a tomb. But it didn't come back alone. Captain Miller! I've got some problems here! This ship has been beyond the boundaries of our universe. Who knows where it's been? And what it's brought back with it. Did you hear that? What is it? This ship is reacting to us and the reactions are getting stronger. What are you telling me? That this ship is alive? I have such wonderful things to show you. Oh my god! It knows my secrets. It knows my fears. Vacate, I want off this ship. I can't leave. She won't let you. doesn't look good. You can tell the framing will be 4 by 3 available. Uh-huh. Well, we're stuck recording. Oh, have we? <laughs> yeah, I start every recording discussing uh, aspect ratios. Yes. So, Lucy course. in the Sky. <laughs> um, the ultimate aspect ratio movie. It's like the Richard Jewell of aspect ratios. <laughs> you will know the aspect ratio and the truth. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, that was uh, Event Horizon. That certainly was exactly what Event Horizon was. Paramount were yeah. very scared of work, this film really? as it was being made. They had test screenings, which people said it was too explicit, and they were worried for the content. They had it edited down for a while. Okay. Because they were worried about how violent it was. Huh. Yeah. I was always hesitant about this film because of that. Yeah. Pretty chill. I mean, it just shows how, how far we've come. Like. Mm. like, that was a big studio film that they were scared about, and then yeah. a couple of years later, Hannibal is a big studio production. Yeah. It's like, hey, let's eat some brains. Um, now, this is Paul W. Sanderson coming off of a film that Spielberg wanted to make. Oh. Do you know what he did before this? No. This film Spielberg wanted to make, and then when he couldn't direct, he wanted to cameo in, and when he couldn't cameo in, it just, it just, it's just a film that exists now. No. It's uh, You might have known its title based on the fact that it's got a similar end theme to Event Horizon. Star Wars? Mortal Kombat! Oh, right. Bow, bow, bow. Oh, really? Mm. Did not know that he wanted to do that. Yeah, he's a big fan of the uh, <laughs> game and wanted to make the movie. Interesting. It became a problem after a while. Tell me about the first time you saw Event Horizon. First time I saw Event Horizon many years ago. I don't know what this is either is uh, I was, uh, obviously because of Chris Hewitt, and yes. my enjoyment of Paul W. Sanderson as a director. Right. Because I'm okay. a fan of Alien vs. Predator, Mortal Kombat. Yeah, yeah. I think there were a couple of good Resident Evil movies in there. Yeah. The latter ones. And The Three Musketeers 3D, thank you very much. Yes. I think that's a really fun film. I had fun with that, I remember. I certainly enjoyed Death Race. Yeah. Bit of Jason Statham and Ian McShane, nothing wrong with that. Yeah. I think he's a fun time guy. Yeah. This is so fun. I was, you know, excited to watch this. It certainly was a film. Yeah, I don't get the love for it, to be honest. I never though. did. Yeah. I thought I don't I'm not a horror not guy. Awful. I'm not a horror guy. Yeah. I'm a I'm a sci fi guy. Like yeah. the concept of spaceships and the spaceships are nice. I like oh, I the, love the, the set sets designs. Yeah. Are gorgeous and well thought out. Yeah. And there's vaginal phallic imagery abounds. Yeah. Which make everything a little bit more seedy and sickly. Um and then you get Sean Pertwee, who, of course, as you know, was the person who gave me one of my first ever beers yeah. in public. <laughs> um, and he's a, a lovely guy. Yeah, it just it didn't... I was expecting more. That's the it. thing. It's it's. Oh, I thought it was Event Horizon, not The Thing. Yeah, no, you're thinking of The Thing. That's what you expect. Yeah. When you think of an 18-rated science fiction horror. Yeah. That yeah. super 18-rated thing. Yeah. You think the uh, hey we're gonna do uh, clear? <laughs> ah! Yeah. Oh, that's delightful. Like <laughs> that is nice. When they score. when they all wake up, the first thing I thought was um, alien. Mm. Well, yeah, it's very much alien. Yeah. They are not shying away from the fact that yeah. they're doing alien. Um. And then a bit of two thousand and one in between. And yeah, and it it made me think a lot of the Alien Isolation game. It just made me want to play that game. It made again. you want to play that game. It made me never want to play that game. Yeah, I, don't, I don't like the spooky, scary I mean, scares. For me... I'm a big it, baby boy. For me, it was less about the spooky, scary scares and more about the fact that it destroyed me, <laughs> that game. Have I told you about this? When I played it um, on PlayStation? It's on Nintendo Switch as well now, and I'm very, very tempted it's to buy it. It's weird what's now available on Nintendo. Back in the day, you had to have the seal yeah. approval. Yeah. And now, you know... A it's seal only available digital. Approval. Yeah, I understand yeah. that, but the fact that the digital store is so open to games... Yeah. But um, I'm Wait, very did you tempted. know you can get all the Manhunt games? Really? No. 
<laughs> um, but you thought about it for a second. Yeah. And the fact that you thought it was feasible <laughs> tells you the issue with the Nintendo's brand now. Yeah. But um, but all the leisure suit, suit Larrys. I um, Did I tell you about the... I think when you I might played mentioned Alien something Isolation about it. And it's Ripley's, you're playing Ripley's, Ripley's daughter. Newt. And you're trying to find out what happened to your mother. Um, well, Charles Dance. And the whole way it ends is that your character dies. And there's nothing you can... You Spoiler have to, everything for you, the 2015 yeah. game, Alien Isolation. Everything you do, you, you have to do what you know it tells you to do. And, and that leads you to ultimate to, ultimately to your death. And then I saw it came on... Nintendo Switch. The sound I'm, of inevitability, and Mr. I'm, Anderson. And I'm like, I want to play it again, but I don't want to... When I get to that end, I, I'm going to be so torn because I don't want to have to live through that again. I was, devast- I was absolutely devastated because I was so proud of myself for getting through it all and, like, surviving. And, and then and for, for them what? To, yeah, for exactly. That's how... Oh, that, honestly, I was heartbroken. I was like, why would they do that to me? I got attached to this character. This was a part of me now. And meanwhile, I recently played uh, Detroit Become Human. Right. Because it was one of those free games a couple of months ago, so I downloaded that. And uh, you get to play an android robot guy who Mm. uh, is the partner of Clancy Brown, (laughs) who is a depressed cop. And you can either try and, you know, wriggle your way into his life and be really nice to him or do as I do, which is see how many times he'll try and kill you. (laughs) And a couple of times he has shot me and then see if I can make him so depressed that as he does in the version I played. Ultimately, you walk out and you hear a gunshot. Wow. I killed Clancy Brown. (laughs) There we go. Wow. Um, I remember playing Alien Isolation and just um, spending far too long Hmm. hiding in lockers thinking... It's a big ship. <laughs> the alien will go to another it's, part of it. Yeah. It's not like it's programmed to be in Wave this area. around you. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, you know... Damn good game, that. Is it? Yeah. Okay. Never going to play it. <laughs> now, if it's the Event Horizon game, if I could play a Sam Neill. Do you yeah. see? <laughs> That'd be great. Sam Neill's great in this. Sam Neill is, like, full-stop great. For he could be reason. in some terrible films, and he will deliver a performance that is just like... That is a professional who is there on set on the day, aware of the character, aware of the world, and is giving what he can. He's the Alec Guinness kind of thing. He felt very um, uh, Mark Hamill towards the end. Now, Mark Hamill, as in young, boyish yeah. Mark Hamill, or Mark Hamill as in star of Jane Silent Bob Strike Back, Mark Hamill. Star of The Flash and... Um, uh, Flash has not been made into a, a feature film yet, so I don't no, know. No, but I don't know. TV series. Oh, that's not a thing. TV is not a thing. Oh, sorry. I do this is Movie Match. Sorry. Sorry. It's been a podcast. Our Patreon but only yeah, $5 like dollars a month. Mani- m- maniac kind of Mark Hamill. Oh, you mean Elijah Wood? Yes. Right. Um, you mean Joker, so. Yeah, yeah. Okay. He, he had that about him a bit, towards the end, especially. Chaos. Um, Reigns. Yeah, I, I I wouldn't rush back to watch this. No, you would jump faster than light. Would you it. rush back to it? You weren't into this anyway, no. no. I think it's no. really well set up, but ultimately it's just what it is. Yeah. Uh, to quote Joe Pesci, the yeah. Irishman, which, you know, is... I was, I was hoping there'd be more to discuss, but there really isn't. It's just a... No, there's a lot more to discuss. Okay, Right, on. so could you pass me pen and paper, please? Oh, God. What I want to tell you about is sometimes a film... Has a has an act one and an act three, 
and you have to go journey all the way through Act Two to get there. But what if, right? You fold, you fold the movie, and so Act One and Act Three happen through a singularity simultaneously. Yeah. And so what you're watching, you think might be the end of the film at the start of the film, and the start of the film at the end of the film, but they are both in fact I, the same. I guess at the time, that it's like was a, a palindromic movie. I guess when this came out, it was a new thing like not being seen before it's, it's one of those just movie tropes at this point the fact that nolan did it in interstellar yeah. is just a bit like okay come on <laughs> come on now yeah and you're professors and doctors <laughs> you're the smarts and you're doing the folding i just yeah. want to see a film which every so often it's like right what do we get what's our game plan well you know this and this hand me the paper again <laughs> and there's like 50 holes <laughs> um yeah i just no Okay. It was fine. If you could travel anywhere, one, where would you go to? Mm. Is that me or you? I think it might be you. Your phone. Oh, right. My bad. Um, If I could travel anywhere. Mm -hmm. Where would you go? Right now? I mean, I think it changes day to day. Right, well, yeah, because what I'm going to ask you is regarding Fast and Light. If you could be anywhere right now, where would you be? Nashville. Okay. Would you travel through hell to get there? <laughs> would being in Nashville be worth losing your eyes? Yeah, no, I don't think so. No, because I wouldn't be able to see... You'd still be able to hear. You've got the ears. <laughs> That's true. It's That's the, the important part. It is, it's, it's music city. Music not, city. Not <laughs> it's not the city of lights. Yeah. You're not Rihanna. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, where would you go if you could go anywhere right now? In your heart. Oh. <laughs> I don't even know I had one. You... That's why we have to travel a long way to find it. <laughs> You'd have to go through hell. I'd have to, hell to find, to find it in that. hell. Yeah. Can't even. Well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. I don't know. Just you uh, don't know. Nineties <sighs> science fiction horror. Yeah. Very strange. Do you remember Pandora? Yeah, in Avatar. Pandorum. Oh, right, sorry. No. Ben Foster. Is that the drunk avatar? <laughs> drunk avatar? Pandorum. There's a film in 2009 Cause, in cause which. Because rum is like, an alcoholic drink, you see. Joke. There was a film in 2009 in which people go mad on a spaceship. Fucking... Yeah. And it's got a lot of this in it as well, and that kind of insanity, but it's, you know, a bit more low key. Well, it's a bit more. Oh, it's a Disney Plus series. You know, fuck it. <laughs> I can't win. Everything I say is going to be a joke. I've been set up in this podcast to make jokes, and now all I can do is make jokes, and I can't have a conversation. Sci-fi. Uh, what do you mean, <laughs> silly Philly? So oh, I'll be the boopy boop. I'm so bad Okay. Right. Um. Loki, Wonder Vision, or <laughs> Black Captain America? I don't know. What What are you doing? Um. Yeah, it's... Oh, you don't want to answer that question now? I'm giving you a question now. I'm done with... 90s science fiction. I I like it, like, um, in the sense of it's nice to see spaceships and stuff. Because hmm. uh, they did they did them quite well in the 90s. In the so 80s. I was thinking, the, the effects, the miniatures mixed with the CG... Yeah. I mean, the CG is a bit ropey in this one. Yeah. But Paul W. Sanderson's thing is kind of ropey yeah. CG. Yeah. That's what he's always been doing. Um... I, I do miss the sense where they have to be accommodating to what they can do. 
Whereas now, obviously, if you had something like this, you'd have lavish shots of people walking down these uh, these spaceships and cameras swooping around. And the the fact that they would put the camera anywhere because yeah. they could CGI that's... is the problem. There were shots here where it's just static because you know they are miniatures. Yeah. But that's why, I think that's why I got a craving to play uh, Alien Isolation because it's like, oh, I'd like to wander around a spaceship like this. Oh, I did that in Alien Isolation. I would live in a spaceship. Yeah. Mm. I would. Yeah. Because you get a really good sight when you look out. I know it's black, but you get the stars. I at one I'm point uh, there was like a cross-shaped window mm. that smashes, and I see. was almost about to say like, well, "What's the point in having a window in a spaceship?" For the views. But like, it just it feels like there's a more um, risk. Because you, you're essentially you've got a big hole. Yeah, but you're way you're weighing up risk versus reward. With mm. Everything you do in every step of your way, and with that you get to see the beauty and the majesty of the ongoing ever after. I suppose. And yes, it might hurt you one day. It might accidentally break, and you'll enter the ever after. Exactly. But you get to witness the beyond, and contemplate and theologize. What just to be able to see a flat Earth? Yeah, I'm sorry. Hold up, hold up. <laughs> Many millions of flat Earths. Many. Thank you very much. Fair enough, fair enough. All planets is flats. <laughs> all stars is cross. And they're all lovers. Um, yeah, it's just a... What Shakespeare play would you like to see done in space? Romeo and Juliet. See, I'll go Midnight's Summer Night's Dream. Really? Yeah. Why? How are you going to display night in space? <laughs> See, midsummer, right? Well, yeah. that's easy to do. Midsummer, closer to the sun. Mm. <laughs> but it's always day. <laughs> Boom, and thus the play never has to happen. We don't have any more Shakespeare. Oh. Bye, Shake. <laughs> Bye, Bill. Um, it happened. This happened, and finally, after nearly four years, mm-hmm. finally got to see it. And how did you feel about Jason Isaacs as a young man? He didn't. He was in it a lot, but he. It felt like he didn't have much to do. I mean, he had something to do. He had an operation. Yeah. Yeah, it's always see, nice In to a see. real film, we would have seen... We wouldn't have just had his chest and then cut to his face reacting. We would have cut his face and then as the scalpel went down, we'd run down the camera with it. I was quite surprised at... um <sighs> some pathology who stuff. Was, who survived. Because mm. they weren't very interesting. No. No. One of them was, I guess, a comedic character. Yeah. Who you were sure was the first one to die because it was a 90s horror movie. Yes, exactly. And your racial stereotyping is abhorrent. But you very, true to, very true to what often happens in 90s horror movies. Based on the fact that they would then adjust and explore what it meant for that to happen. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, bitch. Um. <laughs> Which I use as a term for a dog. Maybe on the feminine. I'll never variety. get. Yeah, I'll never get the uh, the the love for it. Do you get the love for me? I do. Can you feel the love tonight? I can always feel the love. You tonight. can't feel the love tonight in space because there is no night. That's where the Lion King John Favreau style is set. It's set set on the hollow deck on Star Trek. Did you not notice that when you watched it in the background? Every so often, you would see Picard going, "Mister Data, we got another one." Um. Yeah. 
Well, I just... Captain, I do not think this is worthy of our time. Well, just you wait. I'm going to open a vineyard. I'm a supply. <laughs> In the second episode, we use the F word. Is it only Chris Ewart who loves this film so much? Because it I feels like Paul it Anderson loves this film. Maybe, yeah. Yeah, I'm guessing Sean Pervy's pretty happy with it. Yeah. But, like, it's not got that big a following, got, does it? I'd say he's not happy with it. Lawrence Fishburne, because he could have been the star of big movies. Yeah. He could have been Samuel Jackson, but instead he's Lawrence Fishburne. He could have been Samuel Jackson. He could have been Samuel Jackson. And that I one in the same. R.I.P. Lawrence Fishburne's career. <laughs> Hooray for Blackish, though. That's still going. Never saw that. Is that any good? First few seasons are really good. Mm. And then Kenya Barris had to quit because... ABC were like, actually, we don't want to air this episode about the NFL and Colin Kaepernick. It's like, uh, no, it's my show. I can air it. Like, nope, we're not airing it. Oh. Well, fuck you. I've got a Netflix deal. You can right. continue the show, but you're not going to get me anymore. And he was the key to the whole show because the next season oh. was a little stinker. Hmm. Yeah. But the first few seasons was really good. Um. Ain't that always the way when car- when creators leave their shows, The Office? Yeah. The Office still has fun moments. Yeah. Parks and Rec was really good. I never bothered with Parks and Rec because I discovered The Office. Yeah, well, Parks and Rec is on Amazon Prime. You can watch that right now. It is, I know. Why don't but you do the that? The Office is on Amazon Prime. Yeah, you can do both. You can treat them like back and back, back and back and back and back. and Two screens. Yeah. Yeah. Go to Scranton and Pawnee in the same time. How exciting. <laughs> yeah. And you're like, actually, I want to stay in Pawnee for it a It was longer. supposed to be a spin-off, wasn't it? Yep, Amy Ryan. Yeah. yeah. Amy Ryan, who... Uh, Still makes movies. Mm. She had a couple of films at Sundance apparently this year again. Yep, makes sense. Yep, I wish she was a huge movie star because she's one of the greatest. Have you noticed how much we're avoiding talking about Event Horizon? Because oh, there's what nothing. Event to Horizon? Talk. Yeah. Do you so, see? Do you want to ask a question? Get it over and done with. Okay. Johnny? Yes, yes. If you were killed in the way of one of the characters of Event Horizon, how would you like to be killed? I'd like uh, red mar- red lines all over my face. So you Look want to live? Cool. Yeah, but be killed in a in a different sense of the word. Your soul. Yes. Mm. Don't have one anyway, so yeah. Your heart and soul are both in hell. Exactly. Okay. Oh, Zach Woods. <laughs> Sorry, Zach Woods is cool. Yes. <laughs> Do you like Zach Woods? <laughs> sure. What do you mean, sure? Gabe? Yeah, Gabe is uh, Gabe is a Scranton Strangler, so. Is he? Oh, yeah. He's the one you uh, mid-level suspect. Is Everyone that, says Toby, but... Is that, is that why he got onto a, a spaceship and went on the Avenue 5? <laughs> I've not watched Avenue 5 yet. Yeah, I've, I've watched three recording. episodes. It's, uh, I know Veep Season 1 was a struggle, because it didn't really know what mm. it was doing at that point, but uh, it knew more than Avenue 5 knew. Oh. <laughs> yeah. But it's fine. We've got the personal history of David Copperfield, so Armando, you know, she's doing well this year. Did you really like that? I love it. Yeah, right. I think it is marvellous. And, uh, hey, let's have more colourblind casting, because that's why a lot of people just seem to hate it, is because they're racist. We're like, oh, David Copperfield can't be black. Can't be an Indian. How dare yeah, you? No, that doesn't bother me at all. How, not, I don't understand. How, how can Benedict Wong have a black child? And why is Benedict Wong allowed in these places? He's Benedict Wong. He's fucking hilarious. Yeah, that's true. He is great, that film. I love Benny, yeah. but... I mean that film. Well, Gemini Man, he's fine in. You know, he has a uh, pet. He has a pet toucan and flies <laughs> a plane. Great. You watch it one day. We watch it in sixty frames per second. <laughs> but in that film, he's desperate for a drink and he's feuding with Tilda Swinton over having a drink the entire film. I mean, <laughs> come on. 
Oh, and he's using his proper voice. He's not having yeah. to do some silly American voice or an overdone Chinese voice that sometimes he has to do because they need him to be a specific stereotype. He's just being like, oh, I'm Bennett. Hmm. Here I am. Yeah. yeah, I should give that another watch. Yeah, do you want to go to the cinema now? No, I want a nap. No, no, no. We've watched our 18 rated film of the week. Should we watch a PG rated film now? <laughs> yeah. Do you see? Yeah. So, what do you want to say to Chris Hewitt? Um, Are you mad? No, Chris Hewitt made you watch this movie. No, I'm not. I'm I'm glad I finally got round to it, and you know, <laughs> no, you I wouldn't, wouldn't be mad for Chris Hewitt's film opinion. <laughs> I Five wouldn't. Stars. Attack of the Clones. <laughs> I wouldn't have um <laughs> I wouldn't have uh, been so uh in a rush. Yeah. And by a rush you mean four years. Yeah. I wouldn't have been so interested in seeing it had yeah. it not been for Chris Hewitt <laughs> flying the flag. Wait, Chris and I know you're not listening, it's all your fucking fault. Everything it's in the world is kind of like circle back to you. If you put you know, one piece of paper that <laughs> says Chris Hewitt's fault and another piece of paper says all the problems, you fold it up, put a pencil through it. Exactly. Singularity, baby. So yeah, I'm not mad. Definitely not mad. But guess what? What? I'm not movie mad. <sighs> so you're... If I draw <laughs> two, places, two spots on a piece of paper, one that says mad, one that says movie mad, and I fold it up and I put the pencil through that, Yeah. you're at neither end of that thing. No. Nope. You're like at the bottom where I folded? Yes. Dead centre? Yep. You're dead centre. Yep. Which is what you could call this film. Dead Center. Where can we find you? You can find me at the Event Horizon. <laughs> yeah? Yeah, faster right. than light travel for me at Ethan Runt on Twitter. Um, Do you see? I'm hashtag? <laughs> Look up hashtag. Um, oh, I'm nice. at movie underscore mad on Twitter. Are you? Movie underscore mad is our Twitter. Very good. Are Are you those movie mad at <laughs> is our... Uh, email? Yeah, send us emails, send us some suggestions. Maybe we'll do Digimon and Pokemon. Maybe, maybe. I don't know about the other anime. Um, we got some suggestions, a lot of anime stuff, and I was like, I recognise two of those names because I saw them in the cinema. The others, I mean, you can go over my head, but this was like the Event Horizon Fast and Light shooting over my head. <laughs> if you had my head on one piece of paper, Jesus, and, the, and these suggestions <laughs> on the other piece of paper, it was so, so far above that piece of paper. I, I was going to say, now I've, now I've seen this, are you going to be doing that joke all the time? Or nope. have you already been doing that joke the entire time? And only because I've seen this now, and I'm gonna, am I going to notice it? <laughs> um, this episode of the podcast is based on the hit movie Arrival. <laughs> and so I'm only doing this joke because I got the joke at the end of here. And thus we're actually starting all over. Jesus. You didn't realise. Don't confuse you me. You didn't realise. But the only reason this joke exists is because I got it from the end of this episode. <laughs> what is... And also I called up the uh, head of the commander of the Chinese army. Oh, and God, yeah. told him his wife's last words. That film is so good. <laughs> How did Amy Adams not get a nomination for that film? Think about that. Amy Adams, star of The Office. Yeah. Yeah. Amy Adams. Um, Jim's love. <laughs> his truest love. Uh, how um, how are we finishing off uh, our rated month? 18 rated month. We are specifically Sorry, 18 rated month. do apologise. Yes, you should apologise. Well, I like to, like when films have like a huge cast that get together and do some crazy stuff. Okay. I like films that maybe have a couple of uh, actors from the DC universe. 
Right. Maybe a Green Lantern, maybe a Batman, maybe a Steve Rogers. But that's that's a huge get. What I really want to see is... Steve Rogers isn't in the DC universe. It's Trevor's. Steve Trevor's. Sorry, <laughs> I get those two confused. They're the same person. <laughs> maybe I want to see a film which, uh, if you imagine the Entourage crew hanging out, but only one of the crew is hanging out and he's the agent. No one wants to watch him hang out and he's depressed. Is this uh, Tarantino Star Trek? Yes, this is Tarantino Star Trek. Join us next week, I suppose. For R-rated, 18-rated, Tarantino, Star Trek, motherfucker, Batman, Green Lantern, epic. And why? Because we love watching movies! Are You Movie Mad is part of the Podnose Network, the UK's leading independent entertainment podcasting network. Produced and edited by Andrew Jones, executive producer George Grimwood. To find out more about Podnose's network, go to www.podnose.com. 